Hey, Orthopreneurs, it's Dr. Glenn Krieger here. And let me tell you, the Orthopreneurs 2024 Summit, which is going to be on a Royal Caribbean ship, has taken off. I don't mean literally, but we actually booked an entire ship just for us. We started selling it already. And believe it or not, it's selling out fast. People want to come by themselves. People want to bring their team. People want to bring their families. Remember, there's a kids club there and there's also an adult only pool. So you can watch the presentations streaming throughout the whole ship. Imagine sitting in the pool with a drink in your hand, watching someone speak on tips and tricks to help your practice get better while you're sitting knee deep in a pool with a drink in your hand. Sounds pretty cool, right? Well, you've come to know the kind of meetings we put together, and this one's going to be even more exceptional and even more affordable. Go to opsummit2024.com to sign up now. I think that people think that they need to be like the braces guy and like be super funny or they're too scared to do it because they're like, I don't have that personality or that X factor. And I'm like, we all went to school for so many years. You have so much education. The masses don't know it, you know? And so it's not that hard to just educate. This, this, this is the Orthopreneur Show with Glenn Krieger talking about the things you never learned in school, like marketing, management, and leadership. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Orthopreneur's Podcast. Today, we have our returning champion. She's been on once. She won. She's coming back for a repeat visit. Uh, Please put your hands together. Welcome, Dr. Ashley Kissling. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back. I'm I'm super excited today to to talk about a few things. Number one, if you, the listener, are coming to Orthopreneur Summit, Ashley is among one of the many great speakers we have. Uh, her story is amazing. Her ability to help you understand certain things that will help you grow your practice. Um, when you hear her story, you'll understand that that the way she did it and the market she's in. Uh, if she can do it there, you've got no excuses where you come from. And so let's jump in first. And, and Ashley, if you don't mind, anybody who wants to learn about you, you could certainly go back to our original podcast and hear a lot of the really good stuff you talked about, about your journey and how you ended up where you are. But if you don't mind condensing it to maybe 60 seconds to fill people back in, or if they haven't heard, uh, where do you practice and how did you end up where you are? Essentially, I graduated residency and I had this like glamorized idea that I was going to go into private practice, have this great mentor. I was going to buy his practice. And then reality set in that no one wanted to hire me. Um, so I had to like work for corporate. And that was just not, I was not happy working for corporate. COVID hit and it was just like kind of time to reflect on what I was doing with my life. Honestly, I kind of questioned my like whole career choice at that point. I was like, is this what I want to be doing? I had an aha moment of like, I'm not going to be happy until I do it the way I want to be doing it. Um, So I signed a lease in the middle of COVID and (laughs) I was terrified. Um, But I'm so happy that I took that leap of faith. And um, during that time, I was kind of like, so we're in a super saturated area. We're in Orange County. California. There is an orthodontist on it, probably three orthodontists on each corner, uh, multiple in a building. And so I was like, all right, if I'm going to open up, I need to do something that no one else is doing. And um, I didn't grow up in this area. You know, I don't have a reputation. I don't have this like family name of like, oh, we've been waiting for Dr. Ashley to graduate so we could take our kids. Like no one knew who I existed in the community. Um, and so I was like, you know, no one is really 
building a brand online and I didn't know if it was going to work, you know, but I was like, let's just try it out. It was right timing. You know, TikTok is much more saturated than it is now. But when I got on it, there weren't, it wasn't orthodox and not every orthodox was on TikTok then. Um, so I had a lot of success early on. And, you know, I think that being a young orthodontist, especially in our area, there's not a lot of female orthodontists and there's not a lot of young orthodontists that own their practices. Um, it's a lot of, you know, older white men. And so, you know, if you go and get multiple consults and then you, I walk in, it's a very different than maybe the other two consults that they got. And I don't want to say that people judge your age, but I think they kind of do. They kind of look at you like, oh, do you know enough? Are you experienced enough? Um, I actually purchased a guy's practice about a year ago. Um, and a lot of those transfers, like, questioned how old I were. They were, like, asking me uh, very questions that my husband would never be asked, you know? So, yeah. Ageism anyway. and sexism are alive and yeah. wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. So, it's unfortunate. So it was nice to kind of build authority and credibility online that's trickled into real life. Yeah. You've done some amazing things. And, uh, you know, without spilling too many beans here or invading your privacy too much, did you go from like zero to seven figures in like a 12 month period? We did. Um, and I will say like, you know, I'm all about transparency. We bought a practice that had 250 active patients, I think eight months in. And so that definitely helped to boost our numbers for sure. I feel very appreciative of where we are today. I, you know, I'm on all the Facebook groups. Um, a lot of startups reach out to me because um, they're like, what did you do? You know, how are you doing this? And so I hear a lot of people's stories and um, it's a lot harder than, than it appears. No doubt. And you and I had a conversation off camera beforehand about you know, being on the right platform at the right time yeah. offers certain advantages. And, yeah. you know, there are people out there right now trying to leverage their brand ability and saying, oh, well, come to me and I'll teach you how to do this. And, you know, I think there's definitely skill involved. There's no question. I mean, just to go willy nilly would be kind of stupid. But would you agree that if I set up 10 orthodontists with all the tools necessary and train them on how to do this, and they all went out and worked hard, if they don't hit that viral post, if that thing just doesn't happen, you know, they're going to be akin to that, you know, that middle-aged woman you see who's doing a TikTok dance just to become famous and has eight followers, right? <laughs> you know, I, I feel so bad for those people because they're working. You see these posts that are so, they're working so hard and, yeah. you know, there's like no followers. And would you agree that there's not just hard work, but there's a, a fair degree of luck and timing involved in this? Oh, yeah. I think there's lots of pieces to the puzzle. like. Um, I think there's a little bit of psychology involved. I think that there's just that innate, like, are you the face of your company that is relatable? I think that that's super important as well. I think that do you have a story to tell? Uh, I think storytelling is like huge right now on social media. I feel like I haven't tapped into that really, really well. But if people have a story to tell, um, that's going to translate really well as well. And so I think that if you have a really cool story or um, something that is just overly relatable, you can still blow up today. Can we just go into that for just a second? Because the things that make so much sense to you may not be so intuitive to everybody listening. So when you say storytelling, right? 
Can you give me an example of how an orthodontist can use storytelling to help them grow? What that really, what does it really look like? Is it a one-time thing? I have a patient, really amazing woman, um, Avery McCain, I'll throw her name out there. Really amazing a woman who just had a beautiful baby. Um, she rose to fame because she was one of the first people to document her weight loss journey uh, using uh, certain products that she used to sell. And so she would show herself heavy and then along the journey every day. And ultimately, she became really well-known with tons of followers and a really sweet woman. I understand that story. How right. does an orthodontist tell their story uh, in an engaging, compelling way that that actually doesn't get old after the first time? I honestly haven't figured out how to do that super well. I think that it takes a lot of vulnerability and I maybe am just not that confident to be that vulnerable online yet. If you go to my Instagram, like it's private because I live by the beach. I post bikini pictures and that might offend certain people and I don't want to offend anyone. I, I'm not that vulnerable yet, but um, a person that I look to that I think she's doing it really well. She's an orthodontist, uh, Braces by Sable. She has done a really good job of kind of like getting ready, doing the makeup in the mirror and telling her story about um, student loans from dental school, from orthodontic school. Um, she'll like post vacation related content in between her braces content. That's obviously storytelling and really relatable. I guess I'm just not vulnerable enough to do it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. There's two things I'd love to follow up on that with. The first is yeah. when I first visited Gary Vaynerchuk at Vaynermedia, probably five to six years ago, Yeah, that he had a right-hand man there named uh, Steve Schutzman. Amazing dude. Um, really helped me better understand social media about five, six years ago. And what he said was, and it sounds like what you're saying, is that you have to look at social media, your social media online persona as if you were running a TV station or you were running a cable station. And he said, you have to develop your content pillars of who you're presenting. There's, and I'll use me as an example. He said, there's Glenn Krieger, the dentist, the orthodontist. There's Glenn Krieger, the business owner. There's Glenn Krieger, the father and husband. There's Glenn Krieger, the lecturer. There's Glenn Krieger, the orthopreneur. And he was, each one of those should have their own channel, so to speak, meaning create content for each aspect of you that you want to get out there in the story yeah. so that when people see your content, it's not just, you know, hey, look at me with my patients. Hey, look at me with my staff. Hey, here I am again with my patients. Here I am with my staff. You know, there's like you said, for me, there won't be a bikini picture, but, <laughs> you know, but a picture of me on vacation and talking about a trip, or maybe I'm on vacation talking about something related to orthodontics. I just got my my eye on, right? Is that kind of what you're talking about? For sure. I think that it's like being able to open up every facet of your life and share that. Um, and you just have to be in that comfort level of willing to do that. Because <laughs> no. I think I'm too scared still of like offending different types of people. <laughs> you know, it's crystal clear that, and I think we talked about it last time, Whatever you do online, you'd better lead into it and feel comfortable with it, right? Because if you're yeah. not comfortable with it, it's not going to look um, honest. It'll be disingenuous yeah. and everybody will see through it instantly. Right. Um, and you know who has like, <laughs> I showed it to one of my team members and she called it the juiciest Instagram account she's ever seen in her life. Uh -huh. I know Connolly DDS. Have you ever seen him? He's a restorative cosmetic dentist okay. in the Beverly Hills area. And his stuff okay. was so good. 
has nothing to do with my life whatsoever. But uh, like, like a traffic accident, I am like drawn to it, like, like a moth to a flame. And so he's this bodybuilder, like monster. He's not tall. He's like this monster veined, ripped bodybuilder who walks around in like his bodybuilding shorts pictures all the time. He's got a wife who I suspect, I'm guessing, is like a lingerie model. He works on Post Malone. He showed a video of Post Malone getting- um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Now nah, you see, you know- That's all about. tatted up, right? All, he's all tatted yeah. up. And Post Malone is getting a, a tattoo in his office while getting dental work done. And yeah. at the same time, he makes funny videos. Like, val- come to our office for Valentine's Day. And he shows a guy getting drilled. And he zooms out and he's holding hands. With his wife, who's in the chair getting drilled also in the other chair. So, I mean, say what you will about it, because some of this stuff is really racy. And right. he'll show you um, total blinged out smiles with diamonds and gold. And But I got to tell you, I can't not watch it. And I, I, I even reached out to him. Up and I was like, is this guy actually a dentist? <laughs> and I got to <laughs> say, as a restorative dentist myself, I did some really high-end stuff. His work is beautiful. Like his outcomes are gorgeous. So I, I had to reach out to him and just say, dude, I don't know you from a hole in the wall, but I got to tell you, man, I respect the bejesus out of you because your, your posts are beautiful. Your, your yeah. dentistry is gorgeous. And like, you're giving me like a five channel soap opera every day. Like I'm yeah. seeing Post Malone get tattooed, his wife in lingerie, him competing in a bodybuilding. There's an NFL guy coming into his office the next day and he built that. And I think that that's like the essence of the vulnerability or yeah. shamelessness, you know, if you want to call it that, um, yeah. to be able to put every aspect of your life on there in a way that people actually find interesting, right? Yeah. Because all too often, I will say this, I'm not afraid about being honest or vulnerable, Ashley. So, you know, <laughs> I'll make some enemies with this one. But the one thing that really drives me crazy is I see so many orthodontists, Instagram, Facebook, not TikTok so much, posts. Yeah where all they show is their kids. That's it. Mm-hmm. Nonstop. My kids. Look at my kids. Look at my kids. Look at my kids. Look at my kids. And secret, we start disengaging when all you do is show your kids. That's and, a private account versus like your business account. And again, even if it's a private account, God bless you. I don't need to see what your kids ate for lunch. I don't need to see their birthday cake. I don't like, like I don't need to see them go to their first day of kindergarten. I get it. I understand it. But maybe that is appealing to people. But the varied, the variety is really what you mentioned. And it just resonates with me tremendously. If I'm an orthodontist and I'm looking to grow my practice, um, I notice that there's many ways you can grow your channel, right? We just talked about some crazy stuff that's out there, but you don't have to be so crazy to do it. No. You know, you do it, in my opinion, beautifully. I, I respect you so much for how you built your, your persona because you do it with education, Right. I think that people think that they need to be like the braces guy and like be super funny or like I feel like they people think or they're too scared to do it because they're like, I don't have that personality or that X factor. And I'm like, we all went to school for so many years. You have so much education that you don't even realize that like lay people don't the masses don't know it, you know, and so it's not that hard to just educate. I am not the guy who's going to go on TikTok and dance, right? No, and and, and I've always, and, yeah, you know, and I've always said, you know, God bless you. If you just want to go on TikTok and dance, I don't see how that grows your practice. I think it screams, look at me, look at me. Great. So you got attention and you have a bunch of 10 year olds who are watching you. But yeah. Grant Collins, 
uh, who's a friend who I've talked to, he said, you know, he loves doing sketches. He likes writing this stuff. He likes performing this stuff. It's exactly who he is. And best of all, every one of the things he does that's funny or a story actually is real ortho stuff. Like if someone not wearing with people. Exactly. And yeah. and when I had Girl Scouts in my office buying cookies from me in Texas, they were, while I was watching them, on Grant's TikTok you know, feed page, what have you. And they're watching him while they're in my office because they love the education he's giving and they find it funny. Grant yeah. is, is special because he's like Bugs Bunny. The kids find it amusing, but the adults find it entertaining and educational. Right. Which is really tough to do. And and again, um, I, I, I pity anybody who says, I'm going to go become the next Grant Collins because it's not quite that easy. But, but would you agree that education fits for everybody or is there a place for the dancing and the, the team coming together and, you know, each team member dancing through the video for, I mean, some of them to me are just very cringy. Like, I just look at them like, oh, like this is an ortho office. This is not. But what are your thoughts on that? Because you're on the other side of the hill yeah. in doing this stuff. You understand so, it, you get it, you've done it. I think that there's a place for it. Obviously, you're bringing your team together. There's team building involved. So there's definitely value from an office perspective. But if you're, you have to just kind of ask yourself, what is the purpose of doing these? If they're for team building, then do the team funny stuff, you know, lean into that. Right but on. if it's to bring in a consumer that you haven't normally brought into, you need to bring value to that consumer. And the dance is, well, they might like it. They might like it, but they're going to scroll right past because you didn't bring any value to them. They're not going to follow you. Um, but if you showed them something new or taught them something new, they're like, oh, wow, I just learned so much. Like, I, I don't want to miss her next content. And then they go to follow. And the more that they watch your videos, they build this like parasocial relationship. And if, you know, it's a psychology term basically where it's a one-sided relationship. One person exudes time and energy into another person without them even knowing. Um, And that parasocial relationship, people buy from people. And that's why I'm online because I am trying to build as many or have all of these relationships so that when that person decides to come in for a consult, they feel like they know me. They walk through the doors. They have zero questions because they've asked all the questions through coming through my videos. And that's where you see that conversion rate. They kind of feel like, oh, wow. Like I had a mom last week who literally was like, oh my God, it's a real life influencer. She said it out loud. She was like, it's like meeting a celebrity, you know? And those are the consults that I love having. Cause they're great. God, they take two seconds. They're easy. They're starting. And they they feel like they did all the hard work and the research on their own. It's awesome. And you walk in the room and you go, hi, nice to meet you. You need braces. It's 6,000. Pay here. Literally. They're like, you're like, do you have any questions? They're like, no, I've watched all the videos. I'm so excited. They 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 know more than an average person because- They've already invested so much time into you and your practice and what you have to offer. When you become an influencer, which you clearly are, you know, people will even use the word about you. Is it the kid or is it the parent? Is it both? Like when, what do you see majority of the time when there is an influencer driven kind of consult where somebody knows you from what's happened online? 
Is it the mom who discovers you and, and the kid just happens to be there? Is it the kid who discovers you and they bring mom into the conversation? Because we've always said, you know, cater to the moms because they're the ones who make the decision. But I'm increasingly beginning to believe that the kids drive the conversation in this crazy, ridiculous world we live in. So I think that you have to realize, figure out who is your audience. And then that audience has a different platform. So millennials were on uh, Instagram, the super curated, polished life that we present to the world. And then Gen Z is on TikTok, which is super raw, authentic, relatable. And the honestly, the consults go where I've realized, oh, they are a huge fan of me already. The kid found me on TikTok and then showed mom all the videos and then mom's on board already. That's the majority. It's the kid who finds you and then mom. Mom had a chance to learn from you because the kid pointed you out. Yeah. And I mean, of course, it's going to be there's then there's the moms that found me on Instagram. But that's like a different it's a whole different world because I feel like our Instagram, it's, you know, you go to it and there's a color palette. It's curated. It's a very different experience than my TikTok. I love doing the TikTok because it's just so easy. Like even if I do a spelling error or mispronounce something, like people just don't care because it just, it comes off as more relatable and kids like, oh, this doctor isn't scary. You know, she's a normal human being. And so there's less pressure to create content. So that's my favorite type of content. Hello there, entrepreneurs. Sign up for the Orthopreneurs 24 Summit now. We took over an entire ship just for us. And here's the thing. It's selling out so fast right now that the room types are selling out. So if there's a particular type of cabin you want, you better get on to opsummit2024.com right now and sign up. And why are people signing up? Because of three reasons. Number one, it's a boat, which means you can bring your team, your family. Yes, there's a kids club. And yes, there's an adults only pool. Number two, the lineup I have is going to be spectacular. These are not people you're going to see on any other stage anywhere. I dug deep to find the best to help you live your best, most profitable, most productive, personal and practice lives. And they're going to blow you away. And number three, The type of cabin you want is limited. This is not a hotel where most of the rooms are the same. If you want one with a balcony, they're selling out. You want an inside room to save money? They're selling out. So go to opsummit2024.com right now. Sign up for a cruise September 18th to 22nd, and you will have the best CE time of your life. And now, back to the podcast. Yeah, your 35-year-old patient comes to you from Instagram. Your, yeah. your 12-year-old comes from TikTok. Right. In terms of um, cross-posting, do you ever find any usefulness in taking one of your TikTok videos and putting it on Instagram? I, I, I find that sometimes, you know, if you really understand the platforms, it shouldn't work. I mean, sometimes it could, depending upon what it is. But have you found any real success? And if so, what kind of videos have you found work the best for cross-posting? So and, I, and notice we're not even really talking about Facebook, right? Because Facebook is a little bit more for like boomers. They love like the event yeah. pages and the local community. And so I do do cross post a lot just because, I mean, I my full time job is running a business and being an orthodontist and then yeah. what's left for social media is there. So I do cross post a lot. But if you go to my Instagram, 
you're not going to just see the real or like the screenshot of like the real. It's going to be a very period and polished. It's going to be right. a picture with like a title and the color palette matches our brand kit. And it's going to feel different, even though the content is the same. No, it makes perfect sense. It's presented in a different way. <laughs> yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. It's it's like the difference, just throwing it out there. It's like the difference between like HBO Max and like um, Netflix, right? There's yeah. just a, a totally different feel to the two platforms and that's okay. You just have to know what you're getting in each one or Hulu versus HBO Max or something like right. that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is, okay, you're out there. Um, you've worked hard, you've been smart, you created a strategy, you developed your brand, right? And, and of course, let's just say you chose to do education or storytelling. I think you'd probably agree it's worthwhile to create your own look, so to speak, with yeah. lighting or, you know, you know, if you're going to do education like you do it, you're usually, for lack of a better description, it's like almost a portrait. It's from the waist, mid-waist, you know, chest up to here, usually closer to the screen with something in the background off of a green mm -hmm. screen. Um, which is your style, right? right? Which is very different than the doctor who fringe is sitting at his or her lab bench, you know, holding an articulator going, these are brace, right? Like, like That's so de develop <laughs> your own artistic style, right? Yeah. And you just try a few things and see what feels right. Well, and then also like for me, the, the only reason why I'm still doing this two, three years later I mean, I definitely, I, I'm in a little period of burnout right now, but why I've been able to have longevity is my style is easy. Like it is creating a video that I splice together using the app Splice um, and then creating the green screen in the app, or it's creating like a background in Canva or just even a photo in the back. And then I literally press the timer, I talk and I post. Um, and so, you know, I think that unfortunately with SEO and everything that goes into the algorithm, the amount of content that you do have out there matters. And so, you know, if you can make a 30 second video in two to five minutes, you're going to be more likely to do it. And I spoke to Grant way back when, and I said, Grant, how do you do it? Like the funny thing is whatever you do something, people see you and they go, how do you do this? Like they say to me, how do you have the time? If you enjoy doing what you do and you, you make time to do things, right. Grant said, oh, I just come home and I do 30 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, like the idea of doing 30 minutes, but he loves it and he's good yeah. at it. And you know, he likes writing these sketches. He likes yeah. writing and he's, he's hysterical and he's good at it. But let's say you become good at it. You have your style, you develop yeah. your niche, you got a good following. Maybe you're not a 150,000 follower influencer or a million followers, but maybe you have 50,000 or 75,000 or some really very, very respectable number, you can leverage this in other ways financially, right? And do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, and honestly, you can have zero followers and still leverage something because wow. we're doctors and we have authority in that area. And orthodontic companies, just like us, we have to create content in order to bring people in. Orthodontic companies are, you know, turning to influencer marketing to advertise for their companies as well. And, you know, influencers, we cost a lot. So there's this new wave of influencing that's called user-generated content. And literally, you could have zero followers, but you're creating the content and that is valuable. It's 
Um, you know, instead of a company having to spend thousands of dollars to make a commercial, I mean, they can hire you for a few hundred bucks or a discount on a product or, you know, whatever special arrangement you guys make. And you're creating, you know, one video a month for them. And that costs them close to nothing. It makes so much sense. Yeah. So, and, and um, you can make more than a couple of hundred bucks. If you have zero followers. Right. If you have zero followers, you still could do something. But let's yeah. just say you develop the decent following. Yeah. So I've created like a media kit. In that media kit, I show like my stats, my demographics, past collaborations. Um, I show them past collaborations, statistics, um, and then what my rate is, and then um, what they get the deliverables for that rate. And, you know, every arrangement is unique. Sometimes it's a cash fee. Um, Sometimes it's a discount. Uh, Sometimes it's free product. Sometimes it's a combination of discount and fee. Depending on how big the company is, I tend to kind of get unique on, okay, how am I still making what I want in this, you know, with the time I'm spending on it. So, yeah. And, and I, you know, I've started doing it myself and there's some negotiation involved. You can play around with it a bit. And, and, you know, the tendency for orthodontists is, you know, we make a good living, we work hard, but we get rewarded for it. It's going to say, well, I don't want to do this. You know, it's not worth my time, but I got to say, if you could make, I'm just making up a number here. There's no foundation. But if you said, Hey, um, for some big ortho company, you're going to make five videos, one a month for five months and get paid 10 grand. I'm just making up a number, right? Which is not, it's not an unrealistic number. That's a doable number. Yeah, it's a very doable. I'm going to make you five TikTok videos that I'll post on my account, my ortho practice or personally uh, over the next five months, one a month. It's going to take you six minutes to make a video. Correct. And you you just paid for a week of Disney World with you and your entire family. You know, there's no reason people shouldn't be trying to do that. And and again, the shameless plug for Summit, you know, opsummit2023.com. This is the stuff that I'm trying to bring to every like, People don't understand what I'm trying to bring to them at Summit is the stuff they're not going to get anywhere else where, you know, whether it's commercial real estate investing or using a book to help get, you know, grow your practice through the ceiling um, or, or making more money on the side. There's so many things out there that can help you reduce your stress and increase your productivity. And what Ashley's talking about here is stuff that can really help you. Like, yeah, like you said, it takes you three to five minutes to make a, a 30 second video. If I said to you, I need five videos for $10,000, one a month for the next five months, would that 30 second video be enough to satisfy a company if it talked about the product in the right way? Oh, yeah. And these are not polished cinematic videos. These are TikTok videos. Like, go to my account. Like, they're not polished. They're not perfect. They're, I mean, a lot of times, Maybe I'll put, try to put on a little makeup for uh, a, a paid post, but you want it to be, it's an anti-commercial. You want it to be person to person. And if it doesn't come off that way, it's not a good ad, you know? No, it's amazing. And like I said, everybody out there has the ability to do something. Like you said, right? Even if you have zero yeah. followers, you can be making, right? You want to go out to dinner with your husband or your wife or significant other and get a couple of hundred dollars. Make a three-minute video. You get a free dinner out of it. And I think that we're pumping out a lot of orthodontists and there's not a lot of job opportunities. Like, you know, when I graduated, I worked eight days a month for the first six months. And I had so much downtime. I didn't know what to do with myself. At the time, I thought that there's something wrong with me, that this is, you know, a personal problem. Like, why can't I get hired? Um, And then I'm pregnant. I'm going to be going on maternity leave. And I did one post 
And I had 15 girls fighting for the chance to take over a four-month maternity leave. Like, you know, we have time, especially for the young doctors, like we don't have a full-time schedule. I don't, I still don't have a full-time schedule. We're a startup. I um, work clinically two and a half days a week and I don't have to work corporate because I do social media. It's amazing. It's amazing. I only have to work two and a half days a week, make a few videos here and there. And we live a very comfortably. Yeah. And like I said, to everybody out there, Ashley's being very generous with her time at Summit. She's going to be doing a deeper dive and do a number of these things. I'm telling you, this alone is worth the reason you should go to Summit. Sign up at opsummit2023.com. Right now, we have close to a thousand people ready to come to this meeting. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, We've got so many good people speaking there, uh, Ashley, along with you. It's going to be great. And I can't wait to have you there. And I can't wait to host you. And I, I, I hope you're feeling good. Uh, along your pregnancy lines here in the next couple of months. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed to make sure you're doing okay. And that will be good. I'm a fighter. And you always look fabulous. So um, you always look like you have everything under control. And so uh, keep up the it's good work. It's a facade. Trust me, I don't have it all under control. Well, you're doing a great job. Um, I really, really appreciate what you're doing for the profession. I really appreciate how open and, and collaborative you are because not everybody's like that out there. Um, and the best part about Ashley is that she's just an open book. She's what you see is what you get. She's very, very honest and, and forthright. And it's just beautiful to have somebody who's a guiding light for people out there who want to grow their social media following, but aren't a famous 10 million follower person. And I think you're creating a great template and great educational resources to help people get there. So thank you. Looking forward to having you at summit and, uh, just wishing you a one. Yeah. Thank you so much. Just wish you a great day. Great. 